Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Top Stories, the show in which the Bugle raids its own archives. I'm Andy Zaltzman and today we go back to Bugle 42 and a tour across the world from August 2008 starting with Georgia. Here I am with John Oliver. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Top story this week. Bugle update. That's right. Here are a series of Bugle updates for what is going on in the world at the moment. Uh, first off, Georgia update. And Russian President Dmitry Medvedev, <laughs> you really have to put audio inverted commas around the word president, had uh, pledged his forces would pull back from Georgia by Friday, but Russian troops have appeared to be in no hurry to fulfil their treaty-bound obligation this week, even settling down in strategic spots and building fortifications. And this has raised concerns over whether Moscow is aiming at a lengthy occupation. But Andy, you can't rush these withdrawals. Nation alterations are just like building alterations. Do you want it done quickly, or do you want it done right? (laughs) <laughs> We're proving that with Iraq. No one could accuse us of rushing over there. That is almost the one thing you cannot criticise us for, doing it too quickly. And you, you don't want to make a mistake with withdrawing from a nation that you shouldn't be in in the first place. You have to do it correctly. Make absolutely sure that you're heading in the right direction, for instance. You know, maybe the <laughs> Russian compasses are broken, or they're having sat-nav problems. Maybe one of their tanks has got a puncture. We don't know. Well, Britain, of course, made a lot of mistakes when it withdrew from countries that it occupied at the end of Empire, John, and as a result, people are still quite stroppy with us. So maybe, you know, the Russians have learned from our mistakes, and once again, Britain has left a glorious legacy of peace to the world. Well, that's that's a glass-half-full interpretation, Andy. Congratulations. Well, I'm trying to be more optimistic now. I've always thought the glass is half-empty. Uh, I now do think the glass is half-full of piss. <laughs> but, you know, it's a step in the right direction. Now, I've been trying my hardest not to think about Georgia, John, uh, because it's miles away and neither country involved is a major cricket-playing nation, so it doesn't really affect my life. You're up against it. Although I do, uh, I do have a bit of a link to it, John, because I once ate an egg near the Russian-Georgian border. That, that is a fact. 
<laughs> when did you do that? When did you eat that ceremonial egg? It was 1996, the summer of 96, right. since when things have really gone tits up. And yeah. uh, I was in the Russian Caucasus and I ate an egg. And I'm, I'm starting to feel slightly guilty about that, given what's now happened. Do you think you eating that egg on the border, do you think it helped or hindered this situation? Well, I mean, the evidence would suggest that it hasn't helped. I mean, whether it, it con contributed directly to the current conflict, you know, I'm not a historian. I'll, I'll leave that for the history books to judge. All I'm <laughs> saying is, I ate an egg near the Russian-Georgian border, and now look. Uh, well, okay, I'll go to The Hague next week, and I'll try and clear it up. I'm sorry. Who are we to blame the Russian troops? You know, it's summer. They're allowed to enjoy the clement weather over there, drinking the lovely scorched Georgian scenery. You know, maybe have a picnic. And yes, we all know picnics can often lead to the building of military bases. It happens. Some Ossetians don't want to live side by side with Georgians anymore. One man, Alan Dudurov, 46, said, <laughs> It's not they, it's we who will erase them from the face of the earth. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alan Dedurov, 46. That's an extremely helpful thing to say. Had you thought about going into international relations? I know that at 46 it may seem a little late for a major career change. I just wouldn't want to see that kind of diplomatic talent go to waste. You've got a gift, Alan, 46. Don't let it wither on the vine. I don't know, John, I think you're being a bit harsh on Alan, 46, because I think, you know, he just gets nervous in front of the cameras. He's, you know, off camera, he's a really lovely guy. Well, what of the opposition? How is maverick Georgian leader Saakashvili holding up? Well, he was caught on camera just before one interview this week, eating his own tie while it was still around his neck. <laughs> this is true. Now, and it's unclear as to what he was doing. Was it nerves? You know, was it a bet? You know, had he said to someone, if we get invaded by Russians, I'll eat my own tie? Or was it, more unpleasantly, him trying to hang himself in a new and difficult way? <laughs> Eating the tie until it ties tightly around his neck, asphyxiating himself with his own stomach muscles. I think maybe it was a satirical comment, John, but uh, showing that, you know, there's a lot of ties that bind in international politics. And he was merely suggesting that if we can get rid of some of those ties by eating them or in another way, maybe the world would be a looser place and a more friendly place. So really it was a potent message to the world. Although it could just have been a man going mad and eating his own tie. <laughs> Bugle update. Iraq update now, and Iraq's foreign minister has said that Iraq and the US are very close to a deal on the future of US forces in Iraq. Uh, key points yet to be resolved are US troops' immunity from prosecution and the timing of the pullout. So... Those are two pretty key points there. <laughs> Keys that would probably be necessary to start the ignition on the bus out of there. But the idea seems to be that US troops will try to withdraw from major Iraqi cities to large bases out of public view by next summer. So it's not so much leaving Iraq as leaving where they can be seen in Iraq. They're going to try the old out-of-sight, out-of-mind approach. It's the equivalent <laughs> of toddlers playing hide-and-seek by putting their hands over their eyes. If I can't see you, you can't see me. Condoleezza Rice said that any aspirational timeline for a US withdrawal had to take into consideration the situation on the ground, which is almost word for word what Putin had just said about Georgia. They are really <laughs> going to want to play down those parallels, Andy, if they want to keep seeming annoyed about it. Uh, she then went on to say that she's looking for closure in Iraq, and... Rightly so, Andy. It has been a bad relationship. Ill-advised from the start. Everyone said we shouldn't get involved. That we just weren't right for each other. That we'd already tried a brief fling in the 90s, but that Iraq might be looking for something a lot more serious now. But the heart <laughs> wants what the heart wants, Andy. 
Maybe it's best for us to go our separate ways for now until they give us the eye in another decade and we go ploughing back in there. <laughs> We're like Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. It's a tempestuous relationship, but you cannot deny the chemistry. And Iraq has got huge tits. Oil <laughs> reserves. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's a fine line. And a final sticking point is what to do with the 20,000 Iraqi prisoners who are being held there without trial. And Camp Bucha hosts 18,000 of those. And a US soldier has recently claimed that there is inadequate healthcare provision there. He said he'd had four months' medical training in total. And <coughs> that really doesn't seem enough, Andy, even, in, even factoring in the possibility that he may be a fast learner. <laughs> he could be as quick a reader as Johnny Five, the robot in short circuit. I still think he's likely to be left with some key gaps in his knowledge. I don't know, I think medicine is mostly luck, John. It's like with uh, with sport, you know, a player will be really brilliant at the start of their careers and then people will work him out and it will be less successful. I think the same is true with, with medicine. You know, you might fluke a few really good operations early on, but then your patients get wise to it and it just gets tougher. Well, I guess this is positive news, John, that we are at last looking to pull out because the Iraqis still haven't really welcomed us in as the liberating heroes that we initially promoted ourselves as quite aggressively. Uh, because I guess the Iraqis have welcomed the British and American military very much as you would probably welcome an arsonist who set fire to your house, watched it burn for a bit, then bravely went in, put out some of the fire, and rescued one of your two cats, <laughs> before emerging triumphantly, saying, Rejoice, I have saved your only cat! To which you would probably respond, No, I actually had two cats. And they would say, You have one cat! And you would then say, look, you've just burnt my house to the ground. And they would say, well, rejoice, I have saved your only cat. And you might then say, is there any chance you can maybe build my house again? And they would say, oh, look, he's purring. Bugle update. Pakistan update now, John. And Pervez Musharraf, a bugle favourite over uh, the last year or so, has resigned to avoid impeachment. Now, impeachment does sound like quite a lot of fun, but I do like peaches. Andy, that's where you're getting yeah. confused. Impeachment isn't like having a peach cobbler. And, right. Uh, you sh so don't ever make that mistake, that's what I'm saying. I thought it was like being surrounded by a giant peach. But it obviously isn't that. Musharraf's been accused of violation of the Constitution and gross misconduct. Lovely little twosome there. And he has resigned. And uh, Condoleezza Rice uh, praised Musharraf uh, as he left office as a friend of the United States and one of the world's most committed partners in the war against terrorism and extremism. A great Democrat, Musharraf. He came to power in a military coup d'etat, uh, suspended the Constitution twice, jailed key figures in the legal system, was voted in as president after an election with a turnout of only one, namely himself. Well, shades of when I voted myself Emperor of all the Europes, John, a title to which I cling despite a lack of recognition from the international community and pressure from my wife to tidy my office. But, you know, there's a time and a place for everything, and uh, we'll miss him. We'll miss him at the Bugle. A recent poll showed that Musharraf is, in fact, less popular in Pakistan than Osama bin Laden, which is Ooh. mildly concerning oh, for the dear. world. Oh, dear, that's not a good poll. It's hard to spin your way out of that one. But to me, John, Pervez Musharraf will always be remembered as the man who presided over the last nine years of Pakistani history, which has been a very disappointing era for Pakistani crickets. Oh, God, here we go. They've yeah. just lacked the consistency they had in the 90s, and history will judge Musharraf harshly for his failure to replace Wazim Akram and Waka Yunus in the fast bowling department. But that's just the way I look at history. No one could deny your use of cricket as a political anaesthetic, Andy. You <laughs> Make you completely immune from the most desperate of international situations.
If you've enjoyed top stories, then you'd probably like everything else in the Bugle stable. For details on all of these shows, including the Bugle itself, go to thebuglepodcast.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss Lime Bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.